Hello and welcome to Made by Mummers, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, I'm back from holiday and knee deep in moving now. And it's a bit weird because... I'm on my own. Got no Zoe, but she was flying the Made by Mama's flag by herself last week. So is enjoying the last of half term in Scotland with the kids. Um, so it's just me. And I always find this so weird, so weird when I'm just talking to myself. But yeah, we just had a lovely holiday. Actually managed to switch off, which I think... I haven't really done. We've been so busy with work and starting Made by Mama's careers and the podcast that even when we've been away, we've always been working in the background. But I really did actually take some time to be present with the kids and like just enjoy them. And I think I have... I've really noticed that I haven't been giving them much time the last six months. So I've come back. I feel really refreshed. We had quite a few funny moments, actually. I feel like I want to tell Zoe this, but I might as well just talk about it on here. Um, we had a moment where I was in the toilet with Gigi and I was on my period. So I was using a tampon and there was a big queue in the toilet and they're just, you know, they're not very... I'm insulated that's not the word is it but it's just you know just the door and there's space on the top and space on the bottom so everybody can hear each other and she's saying to me mummy why are you putting that pole in your bum so that was our first period chat and I'm sort of trying to navigate like a wet swimming costume with putting a tampon in and having a four-year-old asking me what's going on and so then we're walking out the toilet and she goes right so when you don't have a baby in your tummy, you need to put poles up your bum. I was like, oh God, this has gone so badly wrong. And so then she then proceeded to point to people around the pool um, who, and just basically any lady who wasn't pregnant around the pool was, oh mummy, does she have a pole in her bum? I was like, oh no, this is all, this is all gone completely wrong. So then we had that, which I thought was, you know, bad enough then realized that we had run out of night pants now Gigi is better than Axel and I've spoke a lot about his bedwetting um and it's something we're still trying to figure out with the doctor so Gigi she's kind of a bit better she doesn't always really need one but definitely when we stay in a hotel I put one on her just mainly because she's probably have will have had like an apple juice at dinner. We're going to bed later. Um, so she will have like just had, yeah, like a couple of juices. She, I don't know, we're just not in the routine. And I just don't like the thought of her wetting the bed in a hotel. It's just not, not that easy. So we'd run out of night pants or so we thought. And we are staying in the middle of nowhere. We stayed in, the last hotel we stayed in was like in the desert. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I remembered I had sanitary towels. So I put a sanitary towel in her knickers. She's asleep in the buggy. We put this, we put the knickers on her. So essentially the four-year-old is the four-year-old. Our four-year-old daughter is wearing a sanitary towel in her knickers. So then she wakes up and she's she's like, oh mummy, I'm wearing, wearing one of your ladies nappies because I haven't got a baby in my tummy. So now when we go to breakfast, she's basically talking about wearing sanitary towels at the top of her voice. And it just another one of those moments where you're literally like, oh my God, how, like, 
how did this happen? How did my life become this? Like, what, what is what is this? But anyway, yeah, there were lots of funny moments, but that was just something that I felt like I wanted to share. <laughs> something I didn't post on Instagram, um, but yeah, it was funny. And Jane's was pretty mortified to be honest but anyway enough of me just rambling on we have got an incredible guest today and someone who we've wanted to catch up with for a long time um she is married to someone from diversity i don't know if you guys love diversity but we are big fans in our house and she's just started an events business she is a mum of three and she is very open and honest in Instagram. So let's get into the chat. We are chatting to the wonderful Naomi Banjo. Yay, we're so glad to have you, Naomi. How are you today? I'm good, I'm really good, thank you. No, I'm amazing. I've got a bit of a headache after my little event yesterday. Um, I feel a bit hungover to be honest with you, but otherwise I'm amazing. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I've actually just back from, um, I'm just back from holiday and we're moving house, so it's kind of chaos at the moment. But you just said you had a little event. I actually saw that on social and that actually looked like quite a big event. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what were you doing? Because I was literally like, Oh my God, that is like full on, a lot of people. Oh, do you know what? So since the kids have been born, I absolutely love like throw, like just throwing them like a huge party and it just kind of, it kind of, you know, after over all the years, I was like, oh, do you know, I'd love to just get into events and actually do this as like a proper thing for the public. And the kids obviously love it. I always like go over the top. It's always extra. George's always like, nay, like rain it in a little bit. It's too much, but I'm always extra. And I was like, do you know what? Me and my friend were like, let's give it a go. Let's throw a Halloween party. What could go wrong? <laughs> and honestly, that first event yesterday, it was incredible. Like we had so many people there. It was way bigger than we expected. We sold way more tickets than we thought. And it was just, oh, it was just amazing. There were so many kids. They were all dressed up. They had the best time. My kids were then, obviously, they were there from literally 9 a.m. set up all the way through till like 6 p.m. when it ended. And honestly, they just went and went and went. And they kept saying, Mommy, I don't want to go home. There's a second party and all of this. They were just so excited. So, yeah, it was a little Halloween event and it was just amazing. It was incredible. Oh, my God. How, how have you managed to do something like that when you've got, three kids in tow just for oh. those those people listening who don't know do you want, just do you want to just go through like the ages of your kids yeah. as well yeah go for it right so I have got Cass who's five I've got Mimi who's four so these two are 14 months apart as they're like twins but also not twins and then I've got Trey who's six months old um and yeah it was chaos because this week obviously George's away on tour and has been for a couple of weeks now um, I've been really unwell for the last two weeks, which is just typical. And then we had this like run up to the event. So it was just full on and just absolute chaos. But yeah, we did it. But do you know what? I feel like my life is just chaos. And I feel like if it wasn't chaos, I'd be so bored. Like I wouldn't know what to do for myself. So I do generally, I think I thrive off the chaos as much as I'm tired and I get headaches and I unwell and this and that, the other. And sometimes I'm literally like, oh my God, I can't do this. What am I doing? I think I generally just thrive off the chaos. You like the chaos. Do you think, like, do you think it's important to you to have something, like, to focus on other than having kids? Because I find that... 100%. Yeah, I mean, I had maybe... I probably had during during sort of COVID times, I I wasn't really working for maybe, like, two years or something. I had the podcast, which kept me sane. But honestly, I just don't 
yeah, I think I, I feel like I'm the same. I feel like I need something to focus on. Yeah. Do you know what? So I have always worked since I was like 14, back when you could get a job when you was like 14 or something. And I was doing weights and I've literally worked like my whole life from then. And even like during pregnancies and obviously when I fell pregnant with Cass, Instagram took off and it was, it kind of gave me the ability to come away from just working like a nine to five and actually just focus on Instagram. And I know it's really hard to explain and people are very like, oh, influencers. But honestly, the amount of work that goes in behind being a so-called influencer or content creator is insane. And Mm. I would never complain. Like, like it's the most incredible opportunity that I've ever had in my life. And I'm so, so grateful for just being in that position to be able to do it. I would never complain. I would never stop doing it as much as sometimes I'm like, oh, no, not again sort of thing. But honestly, like it's the best thing ever. And I feel like without having like a focus, I'm very, what's the word? I I think I'm quite like, I just need something that has, that keeps me going all the time. Because I think if I don't, I'm one, I'm easily bored. And I think I just get quite depressed, like very easily. Like I'm quite like prone to depression and anxiety and things like that, which I have been for years. And I think I need a focus to be able to do something. And obviously being a mum as well, when your life is so like, involved with just children it's like and revolves just around your kids it's it's quite like mentally draining like yeah I love my kids more than anything like don't get me wrong but honestly when 6 p.m comes and it's bedtime I'm like yeah finally like five minutes to myself because it is full on from the second they get up in the morning it's like every second of the day even when they're at school obviously you're still a mum at home you're still running the house and I think honestly it's the hardest job I've ever had over any job that I do, being a mum mm. is the hardest. And just having a break away and having something for myself that isn't just being a mum and being needed all the time from three kids, having like a little focus such as the events or just Instagram work, like it's actually, it's really nice. It's something for me and it's something to just take my mind off it as well because you do get very, like my mind becomes so full and congested of just children and school and this and washing and cleaning and blah 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 you're like a hamster on a wheel and there's Mm -hmm. no kind of like respite I think it gives me a bit of a break almost and something fun to do that's a little bit for me and makes me feel like me again yeah because I feel like I spend my life just being a mum and I have done for like the last five years did did you struggle like when you first became a mum with any sort of identity issues yeah do you know what I think every single mum will tell you your world gets flipped upside down. Like it Mm. is the most magical, incredible thing in the world, but it's also the hardest thing I've ever done. I remember when Cass came along, Cass was not an easy baby. Like he was like colic, reflux, everything you could think of he had. And George was obviously thrown into deep end as well. He was literally like, whoa, like it was all new for him. And I think he struggled a little bit as well. And he was working, he was away all day, every day, like as you do, like life just goes on. And I was just sat at home with this baby, like my mum lived in Devon, I didn't really have that many friends, I wasn't working at this point, I was just doing Instagram, and I was a little bit like, I was so lonely, I had no mum friends, I didn't really know anybody, and I was just like, I remember, I think, do you know what, I always say the story, I got to three months and I thought, wow, this is, this is life, like you can't even go and get a loaf of bread or a like a carton of milk without having a changer bag, a pram, a baby, a this. It's not a five minute trip. It's literally like a full, a full hour, like, you know, um, mission to get this baby at this house and make sure they've got a fresh nappy and this and a bottle. And I, I remember thinking, God, life is just, this is tough. And this baby mm. does not stop crying. And I remember thinking, 
this is so hard. Like the sleepless nights that your, your world literally gets flipped. And sometimes I remember thinking, wow, like I have literally been stripped of everything. Like who even am I? I don't yeah. look the same. I don't feel the same. I'm tired. Like, where are my friends? Like, where, like, is anyone going to help me? Like, where's the village that everyone talks about? I was literally like, I was so desperate. I remember he was six weeks old. And I used to just sob on the phone to my mum, like, mum, I can't do it. Like, I cannot do this. I'm so like, I was so depressed. And then I remember thinking, I actually can't, I can't keep on like this. I've actually got to do something because I'm, I'm not being the best me. So I can't be the best mum to him if I'm not myself, if I'm not mm. like, like good myself. So I remember just like, picking myself up and forcing myself into those awkward situations of mum groups and thinking yeah. I do not want to be here I don't want to mingle with anybody I don't want it's the last thing I wanted to do like no offense to all these lovely mums like I did not want to be there I didn't fit in I felt like no one was like-minded no one understood my life or what I was doing or how it worked or no one really understood Instagram. It was very, very new all those years ago. Like it was, it was like, I think people were a little bit like, I don't know. I just found it really hard. Did you feel judged in those, in those groups? Oh yeah. hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think as well, cause I was quite a young mum. Like when I had Cass, I was 26, which I think relatively that's quite young to have a baby. Yeah. And when everyone else is probably maybe five years older than you and kind of, you know, had their career and had their life. And obviously you're there earning money on Instagram and they're a bit like, you know, mm. it kind of, I didn't really fit in anywhere. And then Mimi came along and I do more classes. But by the time Mimi came along, a lot of my friends had babies. And I kind of regrouped with friends that I'd not seen for a long time who'd also had babies in this space. And before I knew it, we were out every day, we was having the best time. And my life just became these two tiny humans, which were incredibly hard um, being so close in age. But I started to sort of enjoy them a bit more as well. Cass became easier. Mimi was quite a dream baby, to be fair. Total opposite of Cass. She used to sort of like plonk her down. She sort of had no choice. A bit like Trey, to be fair. And I'd get on with things and she just watched the world go by. Um, I mean, she got to eight months, I got on the move and was chaotic. Bless her. Like second child. But <laughs> it was lovely. It was great. It was hard. And obviously, again, enjoyed being away and being on my own. It was also really tough because they had such different needs. Like I remember trying to bottle feed me with a bottle like stuck under my chin and then trying to wean Cass in the high chair and just being like at the end of my kind of like tether and just being like wow this is this is so so hard Mm. but yeah I did enjoy it a little bit more and I sort of found myself a bit more as well I started like exercising and and just doing things for myself um which I didn't do for such a long time and I needed because at that point I was like wow, I'm at rock bottom right now. And if I don't yeah. do something, we're going to kind of like, we're going to have a, a situation. Do you know it's what I mean? It's not good. Yeah. And I think, you know, it happens to so many mums where yeah. you get thrown into it and your focus is so on like just sleeping, making sure the baby's fed, mm. making sure you're doing all of yeah. that stuff that you completely forget about like anything for yourself. And then you yeah. end up in that situation where you're like, Oh my god! Yeah, who, like who am I? So you mentioned that you had um, your fir- you know your first two really close together, like fourteen months apart. Was yeah. that always something you wanted? No, do you know no. what? So we are we are that couple where we've had three very very happy surprises. So have I. <laughs> two and happy I surprises. Here. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Well, obviously I do, but like I'm like, oh wow, we're here again. And obviously when when Mimi came along, wow, Cass was literally six months old, and I remember. We was on holiday and because it was so so unexpected 
um, I kept being sick on holiday and I was like, oh, I must have a stomach bug, bug. Like there must be something in the food, like all the water, whatever it is. And then we got home and George was like, do you think you should take like a pregnancy test? And I was like, no, don't be so silly. Um, anyway, yeah, I took one. It was a big fat positive And we were like, I remember I cried because I thought, you know, you have that awful guilt from your first baby. You're like, oh my God, like you're only six months. I've not even enjoyed you yet. Like what the hell? We've not even had our time. And then, but you know what? I will always say having those two close together has been the best thing I think we ever have done. Oh my God. They're like this. I mean, they fight like cat and dog, but they are the best of friends. And I think having them together in a way took some pressure off me because they had each other and mm. they could play. I mean, they literally have the best bond ever. And now they're like slightly old, like being four and five, they're sort of into the same sort of thing. So everywhere we went days out, they sort of enjoyed it together and they've just always had each other. They've gone to school at similar times. They've like enjoyed everything. All the toys in the playroom are for both of them because like they're both similar ages. Mm. Um, it's, it's been the best thing ever. And obviously I've had them, we never sent them to nursery. They started um, foundation, which is like basic nursery, but it's at the school. And they both started at three. So I had them both from like, like when they were born till they were three. And we didn't do anything, like any nursery in between. So I had them both together. And then all of a sudden, they both just kind of like one after the other within the space of a year have gone to school. And I'm like, wow, I'm like a bit lost about you two at home because they've both always just been here together. Did you, was it like a conscious decision that you didn't want to send them to nursery? Yeah, do you know what it was? You know, when you have your first baby, um, it's your first baby, like, I think I was very protective and I was like, Mm. I think he got to two, or he was kind of up to two and we were like, should we start discussing nursery? And I was like, I'm just not ready to send him. Like, I actually don't want to send Cass. I was like, I'm not ready. He's my baby. And I don't, and I generally don't think he was ready. He was still like quite young, whereas Mimi has grown up very quick, I think, because she followed Cass. But I wasn't ready. And then obviously we had Mimi, and obviously I wouldn't have sent Mimi. She was like a year behind. I wouldn't have sent her just yet. And then we went into lockdown. And obviously, so a quick backstory um, and the reason how we got to having a nanny, basically. Um, is because I fell really, really poorly. Um, I had a water infection. It was one of those things, again, you know where you you don't look after yourself. You've got yes, two children. Totally. You're literally like, you're struggling. It's hard. I had a water infection that I ignored. I got some antibiotics, didn't work, blah, 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 blah. It turned to sepsis. So I was <gasps> then, um, yeah, so I was in hospital for a week with sepsis and um, George was on tour at the time. So he wasn't even around. And Mimi was three months old. So my mum had to have Cass. Um, Mimi then went on tour with George at three months old because obviously my mum couldn't have the both of the baby, like both of them at the same time. And then I got myself better. And then within four weeks, I fell with, um, ill with sepsis again. So the water infection hadn't gone, which we thought it had. I fell ill with sepsis again, but I was in Blackpool. So this time we'd gone to visit George. I was stuck in Blackpool in hospital. So my mum had to come and collect me and have the baby and... Um, George had Mimi again and it was just it was awful and then at that point when George came back we were like we need help like you are struggling on your own clearly it's not working and he was like if we don't do something we're going to be in a really really bad situation and he was like we we discussed the whole nanny situation or nursery and I was like I'm not ready for nursery I want to spend time with the kids now when I grew up 
my mum wasn't really around and I was like I don't want that for my kids my mum was working all the hours under the sun to put a roof over my head and I was like I don't want that I want to be around Mm. my kids and I was really really adamant I was like I don't want them in nursery he was like well then we have to get some help we have to get a nanny and I was like absolutely not no one's looking after my kids I was very very proud so I was like I can look after my kids. And he was like, clearly we're in a situation. There's a reason why you've become really ill twice. They've spoke about putting you in a coma now. He was like, we can't, like, we need help and I am not around. And it was like a real back and forth for about a month. And and in the end, I was like, okay, I gave in. And we interviewed some people and we found this lovely lady and she came to work with us for only three days a week. But honestly, having a second pair of hands when you've got a one-year-old and a baby um was just it was just exactly what we needed and I was like it took such a weight off my shoulder mm. and I felt you know like you feel so ashamed in the beginning I felt so so ashamed because I was like wow I can't cope I'm failing as a mom I can't do it on my own and therefore we've had to get a nanny and I tried to be really 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 honest on Instagram because my Instagram is my real life and mm. I was so honest. I was so like everything. I put my whole life out there and I was so happy to do so. And I remember I got trolled to the high heavens for having this nanny. I was like, my mum lives in Devon. We have no family. My now husband is away on tour working every single day. He leaves at four in the morning most days. I was like, I'm literally on my own with two children. I don't care what anybody says. It is hard it's being the a hardest mom. thing. Yeah. And I was struggling and I put my hands up. My mental health wasn't right. I was depressed. I was anxious. Like I needed someone to help me. I needed someone to just take a little bit of the load for me and help me with like the washing, help me feed my children, help me just interact with my kids. Like I was being torn everywhere. I wasn't sleeping. Like I was, I was in such a bad like place. And honestly, like having that nanny, I think just saved not only my life, but also like my kids, because I felt like I could now be me. I could have a break. I could have a shower on my own. I could literally go and eat my food. I wasn't really eating. I wasn't sleeping. I could go and eat and I could just have five minutes to myself because I knew someone downstairs that I could trust was just watching my kids for five minutes. It was like having my mum, like anyone else mm, would have their mum. Exactly. They'd have their mum around for a coffee or whatever. Or you'd, you know, take the kids to your mum's house and then your mum can get involved with the kids. It just gave me a break. And honestly, I needed it more than anything. And yeah, I generally think having that nanny just saved my life, definitely. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? I do think it's so interesting what you say about feeling like a failure because you felt like you couldn't cope, but you'd been yeah. in hospital with sepsis. Oh, like, honestly. I mean, God, I mean, it's, do, it's crazy that you have that, you know, like we have these thoughts that because we can't do it by ourselves when actually, yeah. you know, everyone talks about this village and so many people don't have that anymore. No. Like, you know, yeah. I don't live down the road from my mum, but my, you know, my mum was around a lot when I had my yeah. kids. And I do think that even sometimes just having like an another adult to talk yeah. to in oh the house God, yeah. is like... Honestly, yeah. Mm. And do you know what? I think social media is such a massive part of our life as well that I feel like there is so much pressure. I know everyone says it, but you go online, you're like, wow, how are you doing that? Like, how? Are you? And everyone's life looks so perfect. And I know it's not. And to be fair, I'm at a point now where I'm like, yeah, you're lying. You're lying. Your life isn't mm. like that because mine's not like that. And, and, you know, I have a little bit of help now and I still feel like that. So do you know what I mean? I'm just kind of like... Now I'm in a position where I'm quite happy to be open. And even though I've not discussed it in the last couple of years, 
I am quite happy to be open. We are so fortunate. Like I am, I feel like the luckiest girl in the world that I'm able to have a lovely lady that comes and works for us and my kids absolutely adore. And she helps me with day-to-day tasks. Like I am more than fortunate. And I know there is so many mums out there or dads or families that don't have that. And the pressure is insane. I mean, I totally, I totally understand. And I, it's sad that you have, like that we feel like we have to justify it because like you say if you've had your mum there no one would say anything no absolutely nothing at all if my kids are in nursery every single day no one would say anything about actually having a nanny is actually cheaper than having like send your kids to nursery so I'm like I feel like I'm winning right now I saw recently that you talked on your social media about um being diagnosed with ADHD and I think Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's something we've spoken about on here like when you know people's kids have been diagnosed with ADHD but actually we've never talked to a mum who has been diagnosed do you want to just tell us a little bit of like backstory how it came about and you know where you are now I guess so the triggers for me were becoming a mum and obviously I knew like obviously having like depression different things I always knew there was something wrong with me even my mum says now she's like I always thought there was something a bit you know different with you when you was a child but obviously back then ADHD wasn't really a thing and if it was a thing it was predominantly young boys it was Mm -hmm. unheard of in girls girls can mask like their like symptoms whereas boys are way more like and also ADHD symptoms come out so differently within women than they do with men. I don't know why, but men, uh, women display them differently to men. So when I had Cass, like I'd had lots and lots of different um, counselling and this and that. And I just knew there was something I couldn't put my finger on it. And I was really kind of stuck between um, having like other like personality disorders and different things like that. And anyway, life went on and I was like, oh, I've got to do something because again, the way I was was just really affecting my parenting. I was, what sort of things were you like? What sort of things were you oh, noticing? Do you know what I like? I get very overwhelmed. Like the noise, and I know parents do, but the noise, mess, like just really scatty, really overwhelmed. I can't sit still. I could never watch a movie without um, fidgeting on my phone here, there, the ev- everywhere. Like even having a conversation, I find myself like, blah, 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 and I can't. It's almost like I don't have the patience to wait for the other person to finish because I'm like because my mind is just going a million miles an hour. Um, do you know what? Do you know what? It's funny because I feel like since I got diagnosed, maybe I just notice it more, but I feel like everywhere over TikTok, Instagram, suddenly you're just seeing ADHD, autis- aut- autism, this, that, the other, everywhere. And I'm so glad that there's so much more about it, but there's obviously so many more symptoms out there that people don't realise. Um, but yeah, so it just kind of like, all these different things are affecting me. And obviously I then went and I actually went privately. I'm again, I'm very fortunate to go private. I know on an NHS, it takes a long time to get a diagnosis. But when I had uh, my assessment with a psychiatrist, they spoke to my family, my mom, they spoke to Jordan, they did loads of assessments with me. And they actually came back with ADHD, um, bipolar type two and borderline personality disorder. So it wasn't just ADHD. So I had all these different things. And I was literally like, wow, like, that's why I am the way I am. And then the more like I do things, and I see my own triggers, the easier it is to navigate my own life, because I can like hold Mm. myself back and be like, oh, okay, I'm getting to that point. I'm getting overwhelmed. I need to take five minutes, like even like sensory things like noise and mess and clutter and this and that. I'm like, oh, do you know what I mean? It really affects, I get, I find myself getting very frustrated or very like losing my patience really quickly because I'm like, I need to do it now. Like I'm literally like a million miles an hour. And when the kids aren't, I'm like, I'm like, come on, like you can feel yourself. I'm like, no, do you know what? Just stop and be patient and just 
just let them do their thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been, do you know what? It's been, it's been great finding out because I feel like, as I say, having and knowing your triggers kind of, it just, it just helps you navigate your life a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And since you've obviously opened up about it, have you had people coming to you to say oh, yeah, that? loads. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. People are like, you know, I think people just appreciate you being honest on Instagram. And I always try to be myself and honest and kind of not like, I guess maybe I'm relatable. I hope I'm relatable. Um, and I find a lot of parents come in that have children, especially young girls as well, like come and talk to me or, you know, they'll write comments on my Instagram or send me messages and things like that. And just kind of say, thank you. Thank you for like being honest because my daughter's going through this or we're going through this with my son. And I just kind of want them to feel like it's normal, like you're okay. Mm -hmm. And it is now like, as I say, back when I was a child, it wasn't, it didn't really exist. It was for, it was for young boys. What sort of things did your mum say that she noticed when you were a child? Oh, she would say like, you know what? I just had no concentration. I was rubbish at school, like absolutely awful. Like I couldn't care less. I didn't want to be there. I hated it. I got, oh God, I got bullied like senselessly. Like I even went to college and had to move colleges because I was bullied at college as well. I had a really rough time. And I know my mum knew that I hated it. Um, My concentration was awful. I... I'm pretty sure I've got, do you know, like what dyscalculia is? It's like dyslexia, but for numbers. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a maths tutor. <laughs> I had a maths tutor and I failed my GCSE for maths three times before I finally passed and did my college course and got into uni. So that was a real great stepping stone for me. That was amazing because I was really bad at school. But I know my mum used to say like, you know, they would get calls and be like, you know, she's not concentrating. Like parents even would be like, you know, she's she's falling behind or it's this it's that because my mind just wasn't there like I was just like away with the fairies I just could not care less it was not important to me at all I hated being there and I think my mum my mum always said that I was quite an angry child as well like I was quite like a but I think again these are all things that are I was going through a lot like you know with other kids at school I was being bullied like I'm not really surprised I was quite an angry child um but also also as well I was like I was very shy like I was so Mm. like introvert I was so shy I didn't really have that many friends. Like I was quite a, um, kept myself to myself. Like people just didn't really, just didn't really like me for some reason. I was very like, I think I was just an easy target as well, to be honest. Mm. God, it's it's actually like you talk about, you know, it's more, it, when growing up, it was always boys and it was always like they were the naughty boys and they were yeah. the ones who, you know, if you heard of ADHD, it would be that. And yeah. like you say, so many people are, finding out that they have it themselves when yeah. they you know maybe their children maybe they notice it in their children and then they start yeah. reading like the symptoms and thinking like oh, oh god this that's is me. how this is how yeah. I feel this is how I feel this is, yeah I mean yeah. I think it's I think it's really important like to talk about for sure because I think yeah number one women like we don't hear about that yeah. many, many women having it and also number two we don't think yeah. we don't really think of adults and and also I think some people get to like being an yeah. adult and they think oh, well what difference does it make because I'm here and I'm fine yeah. and what different but like you say it just helps you I think some people feel like it's almost like um shameful like like I don't know about you but growing up I feel like the kids that had ADHD were like the naughty ones like you said mm. and it was almost like a bit shameful to have anything like that 
Whereas now I feel people are so much more open. And obviously this new generation of like mental health is so different now. And in a way I'm kind of pleased because I'm like, I'm glad my children are growing up in that, in that world. And I feel like I parent so differently to how my parents parented me. Like, Mm. I think our parents were kind of like the in-between ones. Their parents sort of like mental health didn't exist. The parents in between had the mental health but didn't talk about it. Whereas mm. we are the ones that we talk about it. So like with the kids, I'll always be like, why are you sad? What makes you sad today? What can make it better? Rather than being like, oh, do you know what? You're fine. Up you get, off you go. Come on. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I always try and discuss like, and be like, how was your day today? Did it make you happy? Did it make you sad? Like, how are you feeling today? And I always want to kind of like let them know that it's okay to talk about their mental health and let them know it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be really happy and it's okay to be angry. And sometimes, you know what, with the kids, God, I lose my shit sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm at my limit and I'm like, ah, and I've lost it. And then by the end of the day, I'm crying and I'm literally like in bits and I'm like, oh damn I shouldn't have done that like I'm a bad mum today I've shouted at them and I've they've pushed me to my limit and I've really fucked up today like oh and then I go to bed I put them to bed and I'm literally like and I say to them and I'm honest I'm like you know what mummy's really sorry today like mummy mummy got really angry didn't I and I Mm. and I made you upset and then I got upset and I was like I'm so sorry I'm sorry for shouting at you how does it make you feel when mummy shouted and I'm like that's not kind of mummy is it I shouldn't do that but sometimes mummy gets so overwhelmed and mummy gets sad and I get angry and and sometimes if you guys don't listen to me and you don't do as you're told sometimes mummy can't hold her call anymore and and sometimes I shout and I'm sorry and I shouldn't do that Mm. and I want to acknowledge it with them because I don't want them to go to bed and be like wow like and have these memories for life that I literally like scream the house down at them yeah. do you know what I mean I know I know exactly I think it's what so you important. mean you know how we think so much about how we're making our kids feel I wonder if our parents felt like that like I wonder if like I don't know when yeah. my mum shouted at me I don't know if she went to bed and thought oh my god I, I can't believe I, I did that I, I mean <laughs> I'm sure there was like Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was an element that they did, but I don't think that it's as strong as we feel because I Mm. feel like we've got social media that puts pressure on us to be this this gentle parent. And I don't I don't even know who in this world is an actual gentle parent if that even exists, because I try to be gentle a gentle parent until my kids no longer like are participating when they're not gentle kids like like when you're not gentle kids that's when mum is not a gentle parent anymore like I'm like listen you've got mummy gentle parent twice if I've got to get to three we're no longer gentle parenting do you know what I mean (laughs) I'm like listen but like I don't I think because of the pressure of this whole gentle parenting thing and oh my god you know you must never do this and you must never do that and you know whatever you're going to affect your child for life and have trauma I'm like listen like children still need to be told and I feel Mm. like discipline is still very very important and I don't believe that our parents had the same kind of like feelings as we do because they didn't have the same pressure as we do to be this gentle parent. I think, of course, there would be an element of them that would go to bed and be like, oh man, probably shouldn't have shouted them today. But you know what? Tomorrow's a new day, we move on. It was probably more like that mm. because, yeah. And to be fair, like, I don't think, I, I mean, I wasn't really a naughty child. Like, I don't know about other people, but I never really got to the point where my parents had to scream and shout. My mum never shouted, ever. Mm. I think I'd get the look and be like, and I'd be like, ooh, like, yeah, that's I'm it. in yeah. trouble. <laughs> like, that sort of thing. And I and I knew. And it was like, you you knew. And it didn't even need to be shouted at. It, just, it was just kind of like a, I remember 
I think the one time my mum did shout at me, I was like, I'm leaving. (laughs) And I literally literally got my stuff and I was like, I'm going. And I literally marched. We lived in like a little village area. I marched the next village to my friend's house. And I remember she called me and she was like, do you want me to come pick you up? Dinner's ready. And I was like, okay, mum, no worries. That's as far as it went. Like, I mean, with my kids, like they will look at me like, mum's insane and they carry on playing it goes over their head but it doesn't stop me feeling awfully guilty and then that night I'm like oh even when I do apologize them I'll sit there in bed and I'll literally be texting Jordan if he's away and I'm literally like I'm the worst parent oh my god and he's like nay like calm down you're like, not you're, you're hypersen- <laughs> like because I'm a very sensitive person generally like naturally and also just have ADHD I'm, I'm hypersensitive and I wear my heart on my sleeve and I just think that like yeah, I think I take things for heart and it will bother me for days. And then I'm just like, I'm sitting there like in absolute guilt, like, oh my God. The next day, the kids don't even remember. They couldn't no. care less. No, they don't. They're like, what? <laughs> Would you say that um, Jordan is like similar to you or is he like, is he good cop? Are you bad cop? What's the oh, dynamic? Do you know what? No, we are so both on the same page, 100%. But do you know what? We need each other because I think when you're on your own, obviously parenting is harder, but when you're on your own, like when you're together, sorry, and you've got each other, if one of them is like about to pop off, it's kind of like we give each other a look and you're kind of like, I'm like, come on kids. And then like one of us will distract them and go and do something and be like, right, listen, like, and you kind of like, you have each other's back all the time. Neither of us are really kind of like the bad pen, the scary pen. The only thing I would say is that if I'm on my own and the kids are really playing up, I'm like, right, I'm calling daddy. And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) and then they're they're fine. Like, but like, I think when George has them on his own, I mean, George's like a big kid himself. They don't even, I don't think they would even ever, they never really play. It's very rare. Like I have to say without like blowing our own trumpet, our kids are very, very, very good kids. Like it's very rare. They get a telling off. Like they are so good. They do as they're told. They've got great manners. They are lovely children. They are so polite. They tidy up after themselves. They, they, they're just, they're just really, really good kids. We don't really have tantrums. We've never, we've never been the, the parents that have had the, the kid with the tantrum out in the supermarket. I mean, I don't think they would even dare to be honest. Maybe we're just quite strict, but I'm literally like, I'm giving them the look. And I'm like, don't you <laughs> they've even. got the look. I need this look. How do you yeah. do this look? <laughs> Honestly, I think we're just so. I think we've just been quite strict with them since we've just been on them. And I think, do you know what? Routine, being strict, and just being on their case, like with everything, tidying, manners, this, brushing your teeth, bed on time, everything. I think they just kind of, and I think they thrive off it as well, to be honest. They, they need it. They need routine. Mm. They need you to be strict. Like, otherwise, they are just chaos and crazy. So they, they need to be kept in touch. But obviously, I mean, we're not strict where we're like, you know, you've got to sit down and you can't speak or anything. We're like, you know what? You've got a playroom. Do what you want. Play with it. Make it messy. Just make sure it's tidy at the end of the day. That's all I care about. Like, be polite. Use your manners. Please be on your best behavior when we're out. Don't get me wrong. There are absolutely times I've been out at soft play and I've been like, get here now sort of thing, you know. Yeah. When you do the whole like, like the secret telling off when no one can hear you. But yeah, generally they are really good kids. So we are very, very lucky. Oh, that's, do you know what? It's been so nice to hear you talk about like the kit, your kids and like your life and all of that and just get like a real insight. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It's been great. Oh, thank you for having <laughs> me. I feel like I could waffle all day, honestly. Like, Which is perfect for a podcast. Where can we find your, um, your new business, your events company? 
So it's called Imagination Events. Um, it's on. It's in the bio on my actual Instagram page. Um, and we are about to post about our new um, Christmas event, which is coming up, which is the Grinch theme. Um, and yeah, we're going to post that How today exciting. with what's going to be what's involved. Um, but yeah, it's just on my Instagram page. Amazing. Thank you so much. And we will check that out. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I absolutely loved that. And I think it's so interesting because I think there's a lot of chat about ADHD um, at the moment in the media. Lots of people, you know, coming, you know, coming to realise that they've grown up with it. And I guess there's a split conversation, isn't there, where some people are like, well, I don't really care. Like, I don't want to know because I've got to, to where I am now. So what difference does it make? But actually, like Naomi was saying, she realises her triggers and how to deal with them. And I think lots of people are realising, like, sort of putting together the pieces and realising maybe why they struggled at school or why they didn't have the concentration or why why they get so overwhelmed and all of this kind of stuff. So it was really interesting and I hope you guys found that interesting as well. Yeah, I just I guess there's lots of things that she mentioned that I didn't realise were signs of having ADHD or any kind of personality disorder. It won't just be me on Friday. Zoe and I will be back. We'll be having a big catch-up, um, which I'm really looking forward to. Also, we have been chatting about Made by Mama's careers on Instagram, and we would love you to check it out. We've got so many amazing job posts on there. So do have a look. And if it's not for you, then do you know show friends. We know how hard it is to find roles that fit around being a parent. And so we really, really would love to help lots of you who want to get back into the workplace or find a new role so yeah just just head to instagram or look on our website which is madebymamas.com there's a jobs board on there so zoe and i will be back together on friday see you then made by mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason insanity group